Atlantic Rants, episode six. Very excited. How are you, Jeremy? I'm I'm very well, thank you very much. In uh, in, in England, it's a overcast day. The sun has gone. Has it? Yeah, we, it, you know when you sort of feel in the air that the temperature's changing, you kind of get a oh god, yeah, the seasons are changing. This is that feel. Every man has it. Normally on the way to work, you sort of think, oh man, and then. No, it's changing. Yeah, we had that about two weeks ago. No, nah, probably about a week ago or so. The, it just changed. It suddenly got really cool at night. Um, so, you, yep. so you knew it had changed, but the days are still hot here. It's really hot, so can't complain. Really? Yeah, can't complain. So uh, we're not going to. It's nice, cool. it's nice to be able to sleep at night in the cool. It was just too brutal before. So. Yeah, we've had a couple of days like that where you just lie there sort of caked in sweat, and you know the time's sort of ticking, so you go get up. Yep. And there's nothing you can really do. Do you have air conditioning? Yes. Uh, see, we don't have that. Nobody Except does, really. Don't. Nobody does. I can't remember anybody, knowing anybody who had air conditioning in their house in the UK. No. No. It's unheard of. Well, you just don't have the, I don't think any, We don't have the temperature, mate. Yeah, not, not for too long. So, anyway. Right, so we said we'll get straight into it. Um, shall I start? Yes. Okay, right. One of the first things I was going to give you a quick update on my bunk bed. For those who listened before, I was having my bunk my bunk bed saga. The woman who mucked me around, tire kicking and whatever. Anyway, I said that I would burn the bunk bed before I sold it to her. I didn't end up doing that. I ended up cracking and told her that she could have it for $50. And then as soon as I sent that, of course, somebody emailed me and said, I'm interested in it. So I emailed her back and told her it was gone. <laughs> and I never heard from her again. And you sleep at night. I then. do sleep at night. Well, I definitely sleep at night now because the guy who turned up to buy it, he just th- threw it in the back of his truck, gave me the money that I wanted, and uh, and drove off. Perfect. Exactly you what see, I wanted. That, this is the this is the difference between the species of male and female in a nutshell. Is that the man just goes, yeah, yeah, what do you want, yeah, but d- deals with it. The woman has an emotional attachment to something that she's never seen. Already, she's got an emotional attachment to it. Men just don't don't care. We're, we're so wonderfully pragmatic. I know that I, most men probably don't lie awake thinking about this, but um, I'm so glad that I'm a man. Most some people might say that I'm not a man. They probably say I was a, a man child. But um, I'm I'm glad that I don't have to go through those kind of decision processes of considering it, thinking like that woman did with you, mate. I know the questions that were bizarre. You know how much. What, is it, what cubic feet does it occupy? You know, it's a bed. You know, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. You know, and this guy was exactly like that. He was like, yeah, well, I've separated from my wife and I need a bed for my kid when it come, when she comes to stay with me. I was like, well, how old is she? You know, well, she's six. I said, yeah, we were going to use the bunk bed for my five-year-old, but I wasn't too sure. Ah, I don't care about that. You know, I just need a bed. Here you go. And he just, <laughs> and he, and he just throws it in his truck. It was awesome. <laughs> Uh, he's still hurting. Yeah, he need a bed. Sleep, bless him. 
dear. Yep. Did you get what you want for it? Yeah. Yeah, he could have haggled me down as well, but he didn't. He just gave me the money, and so I got uh, 100 bucks for it. So, yeah, that was good, and it's gone. So that is over. I'm glad. And I had another incident the following week, which I forgot about. I was just quickly tell you, is that I saw online um, there's a guy selling a game, and uh, it's 15 bucks. So in the store, it's like 25. He's only down the road from me. So a quick, quick email. I'll be as quick as I can with this. Quick email to him. Uh, if you if you still got that game, I'll take it off you. I'll come and pick it up after work today at five. Uh, no answer. Next day, oh sorry, I couldn't I couldn't reply to you. Yeah, that's okay, no problem. Um, do you still want the game? I was like, yeah, of course, of course I want it. No problem. You just let me know when I can come pick it up. Get another email back later on. Are you sure you want it? And I'm just emailing, but now I'm getting to the point where it's like this is starting to be a waste of my time. I said, look, don't worry about it. I just wanted to pick it up and get it. You know, forget about it. Oh, no, 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 no. As long as you're really certain, then that's fine. No problem. Ah! No problem. Then the next thing, you know, it's still not happening until, you know, this, the weekend comes. Finally, he sort of... And two emails back and forth. He emails me back. I'll tell you what. I'll come and drop it off to you. I'm like, fine. I'm at home all day. Just come and drop it off. Then I get an email back. Oh, I can't find it. I've lost it. Sorry. <laughs> It's like, dude, if you're going to lie to me, at least make it a good one. <laughs> Do you think he ever had the game? He just wanted to talk to someone. I don't know. I think he got cold feet about coming and dropping it off or something. <laughs> but you're it, an axe murderer just eating rabbits or something. Well, you Life. know what? I take, you know, I told him I was at home with my kids. He's got my address. I mean, axe murderer, okay. no. You know. But it's like, come on, if you're going to lie to me, at least make it a good one. Tell me at least you know your dog ate it or something. Yeah, uh, that that happens a lot. I think people get sort of wet. What is it called? Cold, wet, wet, wet feet. Cold feet. <laughs> 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 it is early in the morning. Get wet feet. Oh, I don't want to go in that lake. Oh, they get, that would be better than cold feet. But yeah, they get cold feet. They sing no. I mean, I've had it on eBay a couple of times. Where people have bid for stuff, games, and then turn around and said, I I, I can't afford it. And you go then then you're stuffed what do you do you're kind of in a moral sort of thing oh he can't afford that's that's not but then you think well you were bidding on it what you're doing bidding on it and you've obviously gone over your little limit that you keep don't go over your limit that's hard don't go over the limit happened twice and each time i had to go for this you just wasted my time people people don't realize that people don't appreciate time no no so you know yeah it's crazy you know you know how much money you've got you're selling something surely it's sitting in front of you how can you lose it? Exactly, mate. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, so, um, okay, and then uh, we're going to move on to some emails. Cool. Quickly. Um, we had People are actually talking to us. People though. are talking to us, yeah. I got an email from wow. Willie here. Um, I'm just going to cut to the meat of his email here. Uh, what was bugging him... Um, Picture the scene, you're casually walking home after a hard day and enjoying a lovely soft drink and your favourite podcast in your ears. As you're walking, someone comes out of a shop, doorway, their car, the deepest reaches of hell, and suddenly they're walking right by your side, matching your pace as though they are about to hold your bloody hand. You look at them awkwardly with a face that is asking, are you going to speed up or slow down or is it me who's going to do this? Obviously this person is so self-absorbed that they don't even notice at at which point you're forced to walk at a slightly faster pace which is uncomfortable on your feet after a hard day 
You know what I like about these emails? We're getting these emails. People like to rant, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, that happens to me. I get, trying to get the train in the morning to work, and you get your slow lane. And I think this, this needs to happen. We need to have a, a, a rule that you have. If you're going on the left, you're in the slow lane. And if you're on the right, that's the quick lane on, on, on the pavement. And what you get is you get some just dawdlers that are just there or you get the smoker that you're sort of like stuck behind and you're trying to walk around and then he starts increasing his pace because he's thinking god you're going for the train and the train's going to be late and I don't even know when the train's coming and you're thinking oh, don't speed up because I want to get around you because you're annoying me because you're smoking or you're just getting in the way you know so you have this I, I get that yeah absolutely that is that is a thing you need an etiquette on, on pavements get on the left dawdle along get on the right so I can overtake you don't speed up don't start speeding up that's it I like that. That's well observed, whoever that guy is. Yeah, well, that, that's Willie. Yeah, that's a good, so that's a good one, eh? I will just quote him, actually. He said, uh, Now, I am one of the unfortunate souls whose spatial awareness is off the chart, so while walking along a busy street, I often feel like a live-action frogger, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> which I liked. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Willie, for that. Uh, give us a shout again if anything else is bugging you. Um... And then we had that email back. I wanted to revisit the one from Darren because we didn't give Darren... A, I didn't have the uh, notes. That was my own fault when Darren phoned before. Um, he asked, would you follow on from your ATM time wasters and checkout helpers? Uh, but what really got him here was people who arrive at the till have their items processed in bags but don't think to get out their purses from their enormous handbags until until they are told how much they have to pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dawdling again, isn't it? Oh, it's, you know, it's this fact that you're sort of there, you don't want to be... Some people actually, I think, relish certain dull situations. You know, that you're, you're there, it's just the most boring thing waiting to sort of get, you know... And, and they're just sort of looking around, and they're probably looking at somebody that's down on the other aisle or whatever. It's like, get your stuff ready. Get in line, get ready to go, you know. Don't be there with... Then start getting out all your little, like, vouchers that you suddenly decide to start pulling out, like, ten minutes later. Do you know what else annoys me? The whole sort of thing is slow bag packing as well. It's like, just get your stuff into the bag. You get the person that just has to put everything in. And I can understand what they're probably doing. They're probably putting in a bit of weight at the bottom and putting the stuff on the top, you know, to sort of balance it all out. But it's like, you know... And I hate to say it, it's old people. And I hate to say it, but old people generally go to the supermarket at the weekends when they've had all week to go there <laughs> go and get their stuff you know and they're just hogging the whole place getting in the way living too long etc etc that would make it honestly yeah Darren you're absolutely right mate on that thank you yeah I hear yeah. you on that one much... get prepped are you saying we should go back to old school segregation but this time you know it's not going to be any sort of segregation of race or uh, uh, males or females or anything like that it's going to be old and young Yes. <laughs> we need a, 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 an octarian apartheid kind of like thing going on. Where the old giffers, if you, if you want to go and have your little chat and talk to the, to the till woman for like 10 minutes, get in another lane, right? We have stuff to be getting on with. We've been working all day, paying our taxes so that you can carry on your existence for another 40 years. Well, we'll have to work until we're about 90. Yeah, you're enjoying the pension that we'll never see. Yes, exactly. Warmongering spend, spenders. So um, they, one day you'll, we can hope to look up and see that sign above the checkout that says uh, "Quick Lane, forty years or less." <laughs> 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 one day. Or people that have got, or just a, a sign that says, <laughs> "People have got stuff to do." Lane, 
right? Yeah. So we don't want to be here. I don't really want to talk to the woman about the fact that I've bought this packet of peas over a certain other branded pack of peas or whatever. I just want to get out, you know. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I also, uh, there's a Transatlantic Rants uh, Twitter account that we set up. Uh, we That's on at uh, uh, TransRants. Uh, we did have uh, Sean gave us a quick shout on that, and he said uh, Lance Armstrong is innocent, so he didn't go on a big long one. <laughs> Poor old Lance. You know, I think that there was a very interesting article about this. If we just touch upon this, 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 this part, because I know it's, it's obviously in the news a lot. This guy obviously wins the, the Tour de France seven times. An amazing guy gets over cancer, all the rest of it. And during that time, lots of other riders were being tested in a similar sort of vein as him, and they were getting found out, and they were getting done, and he wasn't. Now, someone said if we played just devil's advocate and say he had found some fantastic, fangled way of getting around the system, it'd have to be something incredibly am- amazing for other science, for scientists not to have picked it up. Therefore, could we actually argue, hey, it's probably not that, a, a very strong drug then, it was just something. But anyway, we're, we, we shouldn't even argue this, this guy did it, he wasn't found out, let him get on with his life, let's just think we have some heroes in life, let's appreciate some heroes. And on that note, um, with Neil Armstrong's uh, passing, I just wanted to say another uh, wonderful uh, American hero, um, you know, I have to say that America balances out its numb nuts and its heroes, and you have your Lance Armstrong and you have your Neil Armstrong. Um, incredibly sort of humble guys and achieving amazing things and then you get your Tom Cruises <laughs> you know and, and it kind of it's a bit of a sort of you know a karma it balances it balances the world alright yeah good, no. good shout Sean yeah, he is I, mate yeah I actually really don't uh, haven't uh, got a, an opinion on that I'm not bothered about Lance Armstrong at all <laughs> sorry well I just think it's just kind of taking away everything he's achieved it's like saying you know You've done all these amazing things. I mean, they tested him physically, and he had a lung capacity four times that of an average human being. So this guy was kind of built like old Wiggy, our, our guy, who, who's just won the Tour de France. He is built to, to cycle, and he's done an amazing job. And he's raised so much. Apparently he's raised, and I don't know, don't quote me, but it's, it's a nearly 500 million. It's a staggering amount of dollars for, 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 for cancer charities, and you're just... Ah, I'll go on another rant. It's not a rant. He's also responsible but, for everyone wearing those yellow armbands. Let's just not forget that. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's the emails. And you can email us at uh, Fraser at transatlanticrants.com or Jeremy at transatlanticrants.com. I haven't checked my emails, guys. Um, so if you have emailed me, um, I haven't had a look. So I, I will have a look. See, I'm just—I suppose I'm just concerned. Someone's just going to put, you know, I'm staring at you from a car somewhere. You're an opinionated shit. Yeah, something like that. Well, you might get that. You should set it up to <laughs> automatic email forwarding and get it sent to another email address, the one that you that, checked. Thank you. The... Yeah, there we go. IT tip for the day. Okay, thank so so that's uh, that's what I wanted to cover quickly. Um, what did you have for us, Jeremy? Um, I, I want to discuss the lottery. Um, we have a, a lottery over here, which is, which is, is, is massive, really. I mean, a lot of other countries have had a lottery for a very long, long period of time. And they've all, the, the human beings in those countries, have realised that you have absolutely fuck-all chance 
of ever winning anything on it. Whereas in the UK, out of our sort of misery, but sort of slight hope and optimistic, tiny little bit of optimism that comes around now and again, we think that we are going to win it. It's like a 15 million to one chance of actually winning anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one of the things that stuck in my mind, somebody told me once, that, the, that, that your chances of winning the lottery are the same as if you filled Wembley Stadium to the brim with footballs and then were told to just pick your own out. So, yeah. You know. Really? Yeah. That, 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 see, now I've visualised that, I'm never buying a ticket. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I buy a ticket and there's just this sort of thing... It's going to sweep me out of this misery. It's going to, you know, soil my finances. I will just basically retire and get fat on an island somewhere. And um, it doesn't. But obviously someone does have to win. And we've kind of gone from our, our normal bog standard um, lottery to now to what we call the Euro Millions. And in a typical fashion, all the other countries don't really put any money into this. Um, and the UK does. And it builds and builds. And over the last sort of like five months um, there have been two winners one won £164 million and the other won about £140 million now this is money that would probably pay off the, the, the debts of some small countries for goodness sake it's a lot of cash and it puts these people into the wealthy top 500 or automatically so it's an enormous jump it's an amazing sort of thing and the people that win it are the simplest, <laughs> stupidest people that you've ever seen in your life. Like the first lot that, that, that won the £163 million. Pounds. Their quote was, I was tickled pink. <laughs> right? The next lot that, that won the £140-odd million, they said, we looked at our ticket and we giggled. If I won that sort of money, I would shit out a mouse, right? If I if I if I won that sort of money, that I would literally there just be a pair of smoking shoes to say that you were giggled or you were tickled. It's like no, you're not. This is just going to change your life incredibly. What are you talking about? You were tickled. And somehow it's it, 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 I just seem crikey, you know, and you're going to be the sort of people that say in a couple of years' time, you know, money doesn't bring you happiness. Well, fuck you. Give me your money and I'll give it a roll. Right? I, I shall see if it will make me happy or not. Let me be your tester. Give me the money and I'll see because they kind of say, oh, we're, we're still going to carry on. We know everything's going to, it's not, no, it's not. You're going to change. And now that what you've done is the other stupid things because the other thing we have our lottery is you can actually not have any publicity whatsoever. None. And I would have no publicity because I know as soon as you do, as soon as you start, start saying that you've got this money, you get people begging. And on your on, when someone won it actually a couple of years back, they had actually people camping on her grounds asking for money, which is just quite a, it's a staggering state of affairs. I, I wouldn't go for, for the publicity angle purely on that basis that you just don't want that really happening to you. You can just quietly be a, a multi-millionaire get on with your deal and then just have all your friends and family asking for money I don't, I don't know I have this image of you absolutely showering in the attention <laughs> <laughs> dressed, dressed in furs and uh, <laughs> fur boots big ones with turned up sort of toe bits yeah just uh, handing out dollar uh, pound coins or whatever to uh, to people as they beg to you <laughs> maybe but you know I mean that that whole thing is it is it's obviously life changing all the rest of it and 
I kind of get fed up. I don't want to know of the people that have won that money. Our BBC website, you know, the one we discussed, which literally has the sort of top ten ultimate misery items. Everybody wants to whatever looks a bit negative in our country, but I don't care that these people have won this money. I don't even want to know who's won that. Why do we care that these people have won this money? I just like, that's not news to me. Just let them get on with it. They've won it, right? Someone won the money. Great. Thanks. Let's get on with it. So they have a picture, and they had a picture of these two people, these weebles, that were just sort of saying, "We we we were tickled. We, we might we might have a, we might buy a couple of things. We might buy a new car." So I don't care. Let me have somebody. This guy's out. I'm just going to spend the whole lot. Okay, just go out on a massive blast. I'm going to go out on a rocket ship or something or other. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mate, it's just it's just a bit. I just don't understand people that actually want to read about these people. I mean, I've obviously read about it because it's just being shoved in my face. But I, I just think, who are the people out there that want to know someone has won that life-changing amount? Who are they? Where 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 are they? I don't know. I always remember when the lottery started. There was a guy. There was some con- some conglomerate. You know how it is with the. There's people at work, and there's sort of everybody will go into the work pool or whatever. And a friend of mine, um, he got into a taxi in Leicester, and he said to the guy, he knew that some taxi guys had won it, and he said, "Are you one of the taxi guys? Did you win the win the lottery?" And uh, he said, "Yeah." And what had happened was the taxi company had all put into a pool. Which, which there were about 15 of them. But not only that, the jackpot had been shared by about six other people. He's like, so you won the lottery? You got the, you've won the jackpot? He's like, yeah, we won the jackpot. How much did you win? He was like, 15,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you win it, there's no guarantee you're getting the millions. You know, it was crazy. You see, those kind of stories I would like to read about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a it's 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 a terrible thing. It's Schadenfreude, isn't it? Where you have this thing that you take pleasure in, in, in perhaps other people's misery, and it's not that. I mean, I I, I just think that you know, like the the story that you were telling me about um, the, 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 the Papa John's pizza thing, which if you want to tell the the listeners, I think is just a, an absolute moment of genius. I just think those are the kind of things I like hearing. Yeah, well, that's um, if anyone's familiar with the website 4chan. And I'm not saying that you should be familiar with it, but um, these guys have a habit of hijacking um, things on the internet. And so this one was a competition run by a pizza chain, which uh, was come and have Taylor Swift perform at your school, the school with the most votes, and you know Taylor Swift will come and do her pop stuff at your school. And these guys got behind the campaign or whatever, and the no end. Last time I heard, the winning school was the Horace Mann School for the Deaf. You know, so, which I, which was always impressive. You see, those are those are moments of just wonderful inspiration, aren't they? And obviously, it's not laughing at deaf people out there for all those people going, "Oh yeah, well, whatever." It's not that. It's just the sort of genius behind the fact that this girl's going to get up onto that stage. There's always people just been looking there and just looking at each other. Well, like a moment out of Simpsons. It's nice to stick one to the corporations. I just, uh, I can just uh, go off on a tangent quickly. I had one this week. Yeah. I got a call last week in the middle of the week, probably about half past eight at night or nine o'clock from my bank. And you know, I answered the phone, and you know, the first thing I wanted to know is, it, you know, is everything okay? Because I've had times when my cards have been compromised or whatever. And they said, yep, no, everything's fine. I said, great, okay, well, you can phone me back then at a normal hour, you know, goodbye. And uh, then the phone call came in again 
last night, I think it was, or two nights ago. And the guy said, you know, hello, Mr. Moore. Da, 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 da. And I said, look, is everything okay with my account? Yeah, everything's fine with your account. I said, well, why are you phoning me then? Well, we just wanted to let you know that there's sort of, a, you know, you've been pre-approved for a 10,000. I said, no, 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 no. Don't worry about pre-approving me for anything on your credit card. I don't need anything. You know, you're bothering me at night. Um, there's nothing wrong with my account. You know, stop bothering me. Well, we just wanted to let you know that you're pre-approved for... No, when I need something, I will call you. I don't need anything. Don't call me. Don't call me to try and get me to borrow more money. If you call me again, I'm leaving your bank. It's as simple as that. Well, we, oh, wow. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, well, we just wanted to let you know. No, are you listening to me? And I know you're recording this call because you told me you're recording it before we started. If you call me again and it's not important, I will leave your bank. And that's it. You know, I have no love for the bank. Not Gone are the days of staying with a bank for 20 years. You know. Yeah. Um, th where's the responsibility? You know, there should be some moral responsibility to stop people or banks or whatever encouraging you to borrow money. A absolutely, mate. I mean, if you look on Facebook and you can see on some of the cards and the, the, the APR on some of them, and this is, this is, this is no joke, is 410% on some of the cards. For, if, it's, it's for the people that <laughs> are the people that cause all the shit in the first place by basically wanting stuff that they can't afford um, and going down the line of getting more and more stuff that they, they can't afford that, that creates these kind of cards, i.e., so if you're borrowing a pound, you're going to have to pay back, if you don't make those payments back onto there, £410, right? And this kind of whole thing of why the, nothing has changed. Like literally, we are in this recession, and absolutely nothing has changed. They should be government should be giving out a leaflet and saying, "This is what we've done to the banks. Here is a banker being flogged. Here is such and such. Here is us taking some of the money that you've put in to bail out most of these banks, and we're gonna we're gonna give you a lot of this back. Actually, whatever you've put in as to the taxpayer, you're getting stuff back. But it doesn't, mate." And, 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 and they're still irresponsible, and they're still obviously haranguing you to continue to be irresponsible. Yeah, I mean, Honestly. I'm just lucky that I'm not, Flog you know, them. that we're not. And I feel sorry for people who, you know, can't resist the lure of that because it gets them in trouble. I mean, that, you know, what, <coughs> what you're talking about with percentage rates like that, that to me is legal loan sharking. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's on Facebook. Actually, anybody who's out there. And if you've seen it as well, you've seen these cards. They, they used to pop up in those adverts you used to get. You'll see them, and it's it's staggering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because people don't look at that. They sort of think, oh, I'll get a credit card, I'll get such and such, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you've got to pay the money back each each month. Make sure you make payments. Yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is, mate. It's, yeah. it's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, there's a glimmer of hope. I mean, I've heard a lot recently from here. People have been saying, you know... Um, Sorry, people have been saying, uh, you know, people aren't buying new equipment or they're not buying new cars or they're repairing things. That uh, That's good. That means people are sort of keeping their money in their pocket and they're being careful, you know. Yep. And we need that to keep the, you know, to keep us safe. We don't need people phoning up, you know. Oh, jeez, don't, don't phone me up in the middle of the night trying to get me to borrow no. money. I, I want a system, and surely this this can happen. I don't know if you guys have it there. We have sort of sort of, sort of, sort of call barring on certain certain calls, and 
we've got a scam that's come over from um, from India where you'll you'll be rung up and literally they will say um, you've got a problem with your your Windows PC um, or laptop or whatever and you'll go all right um, and I've had this call from these Indian guys a couple of times now and I as you know work in the the industry and I say so, so what's wrong with my Windows machine how how do you know there's a problem well we know there's a problem with your machine and blah 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 anyway literally what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell you virus um, stuff. And I've already told these people I don't need their stuff. They know nothing about my laptop or whatever. Stop give calling me, all right? And then recently we got our phone kind of upgraded, and it bars loads and loads of various different like bum feeders that come along and just want to basically sow shit that you don't want. And I would never. Let's just get this out here. I would never, ever, ever buy anything from anybody ringing me up on the phone, right? Ever. Period. Right. Let's just get that straight out of there. All, all you guys, all working, all you poor students working out there in your tele sales kind of thing. So you don't even need to bother. But anyway, these people have managed to sort of circumnavigate um, this cool barring thing. And I had this woman ring me up, and to be honest, I couldn't understand a word she was saying. She just kept saying about the Windows thing. And I said, uh, Look, what about the Windows thing? What, what are you talking about? She said, you've got a problem with your windows. And I thought, oh, immediately it just clicked. It's these fuckers again that have rung me up all this time again. So I just literally went, fuck off! Slammed the phone down. <laughs> and, and literally, for the last two I haven't heard anything. You know, I mean, and before this, I've been saying, I'm going to I'm gonna take you to Oftel or whatever it is. We have a governing bodies around phones. I've done all sorts of, done the whole thing. Don't you dare ring me up. I work in this industry. Don't you call me. And, and they still did. But it was actually... The, the fuck off, like slamming the phone down, and I haven't heard anything. And that maybe maybe might be the way you want to deal with your bank. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, yeah. I I didn't want, quite want to go that far. I sort of it's ha- half of me that I've been in a tel- telesales job before before I you know got proper work, and it's soul destroying work. You know, I feel sorry for the people who have to do that at the end of the telephone. You know, because most of the time you're speaking to people who don't really want to do it. They're not very good at it. You know, the only people who are good at it are people who have just basically sold their soul to the devil. So, oh, those th- those are the ones that say, "How's your day going? How are you?" It's like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know the ones that suddenly automatically have just befriended you, as though they're talking to their mate. Like, how's yeah. things going? How, what have you been up to? It's like, what are we talking about? You just you just rang me up to try and sell me like some Windows or something. I don't, I don't want your window. One of the things it takes to adjusting to being in Canada that took me ages to get used to was people will do that. They'll phone you up and they'll say, hey, how are you? And when, you know, being English and reserved, you know, when I first moved over, it was like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? Who, who is this? Why are you, why are you being so forward and personal? <laughs> get, out of yeah. my, get out of my space, man. <laughs> are you watching me? Where are you watching me from? <laughs> but now, uh, now I've sort of got used to that. So, uh, yeah. So that was my rant about That's banks. the problem. No, that's, that's true, mate. I, honestly, I, I hope things I hope things change. Yeah, good flogging would have would have changed stuff. So, but hopefully, my bank has the message. So uh, yes, yeah. But uh, did you have uh, what's next? The next is is is, is lofts, and this kind of um, we're having a, a loft um, loft conversion, and uh, basically for. The, Everybody knows what loss conversion is, hopefully, but it's just we we need the room, you know. What, what after having our, our little son, 
um, your house just be basically becomes a treasure trove of plastic, very bright orange, white, and green, and yellow plastic shit. You know, what happened to people making stuff out of wood anymore? But anyway, we've got all of this stuff, and we haven't got any room, so we're going up into the attic. I'm basically selling my nuts to to, to pay for this. Um, and that meant that we had to do the job that people never do, and that's go up in the loft and just realise how much shit that they've collected over their lifetime. Yeah. Um, when I was living in the, the, this house, I had a load of stuff anyway, and then... Uh, when my future wife came, she, um, for various different reasons, she had to sort of move back back home and all the rest of it. And literally on the day she moved in, her dad was there a couple of days later with carloads of stuff. <laughs> and he was just bringing in more and more of these bits and pieces and things. And I was just looking at it and he goes, oh yeah, I've got a couple more couple more carloads to come. I was saying, no, don't, don't. They don't bring any more. Oh, no. There's enough stuff. We don't that, have any room up there. That was an unofficial passing of the torch. She's your responsibility now. As well. <laughs> yes, you get on with it. I've got my garage back, and he's probably had his whole dream of putting all his tools nicely on boards and stuff and doing a little pen round there so we knew all the bits and pieces. And I got all her stuff as well, just junk. You know, cr- doubling up on Christmas decorations, doubling up on everything. So we had to go up there and... I decided, in a typical male fashion, to tidy and clean out the loft on the hottest day <laughs> of the year. Like, brutally hot, you know. I mean, the English just don't do weather. I mean, we, we do rain, you know, we're good with that. But we don't really do um, do hot. And, it, and, and as you can imagine, the heat in attics is horrendous anyway. And we don't have like you have in Canada, where you guys probably have the sense where you actually put windows into your no, no, no! Do don't be mistaken. We um, we don't insulate our attics. We don't use our. Oh, you attics. don't. So, ah. so I've been working uh, on the bathroom, and I had to put some. I did some ductwork up in the attic, and it was just brutal. Oh man, so hot, isn't it? It is. Any time of the year you go up there, and it's like, well, actually, winter's pretty bad. You know, it's it's, it's weird. I mean. You, Apart from winter, it is always brutal up there. So I was up there with a fan, and I, I, I'm trying to think of how I can describe the size of it. If you think 20 meters by um, 15 meters is the size of the attic, and it was rammed with stuff. Uh, guitars. I, I went for a phase of buying guitars, and obviously with them came loads of cases <laughs> and stuff. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'd like to just revisit your measurements there. Are you sure it's 20 metres by 15 metres? That's pretty big. Uh, let me just think. <laughs> I can actually measure it now. I'm looking at it. Yeah, well, actually, alright. 15 metres by about 10 metres. Alright, okay. It's a fair size, mate. It's the size of the house. You know, I'm looking at the ground floor here. And I, and I think if I did 15 good long stretch paces, I'd easily get to the other side of the room. Oh, okay. it's, it's a fair old size. And it's stacked up. And I had two two mates helping. And they were down. Um, one got the alright job of me just passing stuff through the hole to him to put down on the landing. And we sort of, that was Trev, bless him. And Scotty, who's the fitter one, he had the job of going up and down the stairs, taking all of that crap, putting it into our into our dining room. Um, and I felt really bad because I couldn't get these guys to go up there because it was so brutal up there. So I decided that I would do it. 
I would be up there the whole time. Even though they sort of, you know, they, they said, that, oh no, we'll go up, we'll, we, no, we'll do shit. I said, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I was up there for three hours and I honestly felt that I was going into some sort of new dimension. Um, <laughs> I say, it was so brutal. I sweat out my top. I was literally in there in a pair of underpants, just sort of like going back and just passing them stuff. So we get eventually get all of this junk out, and we put it into the dining room, and it's stacked up, and it's so depressing. It's just stacked up in these smelly old dusty boxes, and I'm looking at all this junk, and I'm thinking, what 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 do you do? Where do you start? You know, where where do you start with all this stuff? Um, so we thought, well, the first thing we we'll do is we'll get a, a, a skip, and we'll start going through it. So we we got a skip. And we kind of filled that up, and then we made the decision. And I don't know if you have them over there. Do you have car boot sales? No, over here. I was going to say you should do a garage sale. We have garage sales over here, so everyone will put all their stuff on the front lawn, you know, or on the driveway. And uh, it's oh, a, that it's makes a so much more sense going to these things. But it's a great way to get rid of stuff because you don't have to take it anywhere, only to your front garden, right? So yeah. Uh, well, well, we we don't have the common sense to that. Although some people often see the odd thing, like a, a sofa or something, might be outside saying, "Please take." You know, um, we made the fatal mistake of going to a car boot sale um, just outside of Slough in in, in the UK. Now, Slough, uh, for what a better description. Um, John Betjeman once wrote, "Friendly bombs come rain on Slough." because it is a pit. Um, if you've ever seen The Office, the English version, the shot going across where the car park is, is of that place. So you, uh, without being too middle class and snobby, you, you, you get a certain calibre of a person uh, going there. And it's not by any means sort of running any people down. This is just to sort of explain what comes next. Um, so my wife's already done a couple of these car, car blue sales and she's, she sort of spoke to me about people will literally just bombard you as soon as you get there. Um, and I thought, yeah, 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 fair enough. So we, we drive to this big, massive field, and there's the buyers, and they, they go off to one area, and you're a seller. And I said, yeah, and I thought, well, you can see I'm a seller. My car is full of shit. So you pay a bit extra, and, and you, you, you drive to your spot. And I literally drove to my spot, and I was descended upon by, it must have been about 30 people. Yeah, you'll get the professionals <laughs> who want to get in there first, right? Oh, absolutely. Got any antiques? Got any, got any offshore? Got any phones? Got any uh, uh, um, game consoles? Got any such? I haven't even got the stuff out of the car yet. Let me get the stuff. I'm just uh, I was trying to get out of the car. And I literally got a PC that was my wife's old PC. And this guy grabbed it off me and started going through it. Oh, I'm, building, I'm building a PC and just started opening the box. And in the meantime, I turn around and I have two guys in the back of the car lifting up the button going, Have you got any PC? I just said, Look, whoa, 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 what's going on here? What are you doing? We were just looking. At I said, "No, no, no!" And I, I, and I was actually there, <laughs> fifteen, twenty people going, "What are you doing? I haven't got any of the stuff out yet, and you're already just going through the bits and pieces." And do you know what? Not one of them took any notice of what I just said. It was like like a pause, and then it was just like back in there again. I was just grabbing stuff, just grabbing this, <laughs> giving this stuff. What's this? What's this? What's this? You know, you know, all the bits and pieces. So I'm I'm looking around. I'm I'm just, you know, because my um father-in-law is. To give a hand, and they had the magic table, the all important tables. We could actually put this stuff out or something. Um, but in the meantime, I was literally had some guy trying to grab a lamp. I want this lamp. I said, You're not, uh, let me hold on a minute. You're not taking the lamp. Let me let me just have the lamp for a second. How much for the lamp? Uh, I don't know, five up, right? I just shoves the five and off, off he goes. And it was literally like that, mate. It was absolute 
Bedlam. Finally, the table arrives. I'm wondering where my son is. I think they're going to probably try and buy him. Um, <laughs> How much for the boy? <laughs> How much? How much? How much for his organs? Get off him. Leave him. <laughs> so anyway, to, and, and the funny thing was, mate, is the biggest interest was in your amp. I had your amp and speakers. And I'll tell you what, mate, I had so much of your junk up in my loft when you left to go to Canada and all the wires you just gave me a bag of wires I had this enormous bag I mean somebody with a sort of an obsessive compulsive disorder probably would have gone through the bag and probably like un- unraveled everything and probably made a bit of money but um, I had your stuff and you know I got a tenner for your amp oh, yeah, you did it ever what? work? That, amp, that did me some good service I think I paid 80, 80 quid for it back in 1992 so it did good service. The speakers were good. Should, I hope you got more than a tenner for the speakers. Well, I gave it all for a tenner. Oh, that's brutal, mate. Those speakers were worth a bit. Were they? The JBLs. I don't know what that is. I thought that was a... Well, they sell trainers, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. No, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> they, they, they said... They were, well, I had a lot of interest in them. And I had no idea. And this guy goes, I'll give you five. And I said, look, the other guy's already offered me ten, ten pounds for it. And the other guy's coming back. He's just going to go and get his mates coming and look at it. I'll give you five. No, no, no. We, we, we're discussing here. This isn't haggling. You just don't say, I've just told you the other guy's giving me a tenner. So you've got to go up a bit, mate. In the meantime, obviously, everyone's just grabbing stuff out of the car. I don't even know. If we, I mean, we probably lost a fair few bits and pieces where people just nicked it. But... Um, the guys came back and he goes, look, can you just promise me, mate, that these work? Because I, I, I did buy it for something before. And I said, I've never used it. I said, it's my mate, Sam. He's a DJ, or was a DJ, or he'd like to be a DJ. Um, he went to Canada. He's given me this amp and these speakers. He goes, right, I'll give you I'll give you a tenner then. That's excellent. And the guy that was behind me was just like, what, what's, what's going on then? And I said, look, I've already sold it, mate. You were going to give me a five. It was just honestly, it was like some sort of strange... St- so, <laughs> well, I'm glad I was a part of that. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we were there for probably about four four hours selling bits and pieces, and I had people where I would say, "Oh, fifty p for that," and they'd go twenty five, and I'd go, "Okay," and I'd, I'd give it to this woman, and she'd give me twenty p. I said twenty five p, and she said, "Here's twenty p." I said, "Look, what are you doing?" I said, "This is I, you just said it. Tw- I said it's twenty five p, twenty p." No, no, and, and, and do you know what? I t- she had to get out her five pence. Five pence over in Canada or US or anywhere you were listening in it is, is, to be honest, it's not. It's just nothing. No, it isn't. Um, so, it really yeah. isn't. The key it's to that is you just got to get rid of everything. You've got to put all your emotions aside and get rid of everything. But it was the principle. I, I'd, I'd struck a deal with her. The deal was going through. The transaction had been made, and she just gives me 20p. It's like, don't give me the 20p. In the meantime, other people are going, how much for this? And I'm thinking, I'm not selling any of this stuff. So I was just cutting it half price. My wife, fortunately, had far too much emotional attachment to all this junk. Um, she was overpricing the stuff. So literally, they'd go, such and such, what, 50p? And she'd go, well, yeah, yeah, 50p. And then they'd look at it and they'd go, no. And they'd go off and go, well, what do you want to pay for it then? Do you want to pay me 10p for it? What do you want to pay? So we literally got, I mean, the bulky items, now I've realised, I mean, if you go to these places, lamps, amps, someone bought a, a CD thing that I had that, that I don't even know if it works. I mean, I said to him it worked. Some guy, I had loads of work, laptop bags, 
he bought all of them for about two pound. But I just thought, let's just get rid of them. Because what happens if he he goes, he's going to buy them, but then he goes, and then you don't get rid of them. So it was kind of like just get rid of it. Yeah, well, that's the whole point is get rid of the stuff, right? So, so the final little story on this whole kind of thing, and I have to say that it was a quite a humbling experience because some people have nothing like this little woman bought some old really old bad pair of sunglasses of Sam's and she was looking at these cards they were like little Walt Disney cards sort of things um, a bit crumpled battered and um, oh she said oh my daughter likes uh, Daisy Duck I think it was she said oh and Sam said alright she goes out and anyway she walked off with a smile and Sam called back she said well, well do have them and she goes, oh, I haven't got it, I haven't got any, 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 any. She doesn't have any money, bless her, so we just sort of were giving bits and pieces. Um, and during the day, I had a pair of um, ski glasses, like a good pair. I mean, I didn't even know I was getting rid of some of the stuff, but I had a good pair of these sunglasses, like ski sunglasses. And people were picking them up, looking at them, and they kept putting them down. I kept saying, a quid? And they'd wander off. Anyway, at the end of it, and I literally still had a table of stuff, Postman came over and her little daughter was, was looking at them and she picked them up and I thought everyone keeps picking up these and I said oh you can have those and she goes why what's wrong with them I said you can have them for nothing <laughs> <laughs> you can have them for nothing she said, and then she just looked at me like I was and she said well is, are they broken I said no I said people keep picking them up no one's bought them and and you, and you can have them your, your daughter can have them They just. she said well what type of glasses are they I said, well, they're, they're ski glasses. Oh, so you can't use them for sport. I thought, I'm giving them for nothing. <laughs> there is no price attached to these. Just take them. You don't have to pay me any money. Why, what, what, what's the problem here? Hon- honestly, mate. Well, so she, anyway. Well, she doesn't want to be made stuck a- with them either, you see. <laughs> we made about, to be honest, we made about 65 quid, which actually had made it. The, the entrance fee was 12 quid, so it kind of was, was, was worth doing. But we came back. And we still have half a room of stuff that I just don't know what to do with. And I'm kind of like thinking, well, we've either got too many clothes or we're not using these clothes or they were up in the attic because for some reason or other, I don't know. But anyway, that's my loft story. I, I, I'm sorry it's gone on for a bit of time, but it was just hilarious to kind of like wheeling and dealing and people just grabbing stuff out of your car and that, oh, man. Yeah, there's a recurring theme of, of sales interactions between people that seems to be running its... Uh... Yeah, it's pretty brutal when you've got to uh, do this stuff, but you just got to get rid of it. Keep all your baby clothes. Make sure that um, Sam keeps all the baby clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're my, doing it, yeah. My wife did, when she looked out, she found a massive sale of baby clothes, you know, where hundreds of people descend, because when people have kids, they need stuff, right? My wife made a killing. She made hundreds of dollars just getting rid of old clothes and old baby stuff, so that's for the future. It, it's, it's... Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Okay, should we move on? Yep, let's 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 roll. Um, did you have anything? I, I've got one thing here. I wanted to see if I could set you off with this. Let's just try this, shall we? So I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm not going to go over one. what I've been watching this week, but just when I do watch stuff, um, I always end up finding myself on the Internet Movie Database afterwards because I'm always interested to see what was that actor? What did he? Where have I seen him before? And what's he been in? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And. Uh, yeah. I was look and when you look up an actor on the uh, on the internet movie database they always have a short blurb about the actor and uh 
So I'll give you an example. I was watching Breaking Bad, and, I, and this is for Brian Cranston, who's the main guy in the, in the series. You know, Brian Cranston is an American actor, voice actor, writer, and director. He is perhaps best known for his role as Walter White in the AMC drama series Breaking Bad, for which he has won three consecutive Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series Emmy Awards. Blah 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 blah. Right? Good. There yep. you go. Then there was another guy who was in it. Uh, and I clicked on him. Now, let, tell me what you think about this blurb for this guy. Christopher Cousins has carved a career by portraying outstanding, diverse characters. This talented, theatrically trained actor has an intriguing, dark, and captivating screen presence. The depth and soul that Christopher brings to his characters may have its roots in his birthplace, New York City, or perhaps in the secrets of Oklahoma. You know, the, the, first, the first three... L- words that you said and I'd already wanted to kill him I was kind of sitting there growling like a wolf <laughs> like who is writing that is he writing that or is his publicist his manager writing that that is brutal can you just say the first line again Christopher Cousins has carved a career carved <laughs> carved what is he is he is he is he Michelangelo or something or other oh yeah. dear is he doing a Rubens kind of like sculpture or something? We're carved. The oh, seat. piss off. He's <laughs> done desperate stuff. He was probably dressed up as Mookie Moo in, in some sort of like shop for 15 years before someone said, oh, do you want to come and do some crap soap? Honestly. Oh, brutal. Mate, I, I, do, you know, do you know the whole thing? I, I've been reading a, 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 um, a biography about Steve uh, McQueen and it's it's... It's very good. I mean, it's getting to the point where actually he dies now, so it's very tragic. But um, he used to call um, actors candy ass. Like he hated the whole thing of sort of pretending for for a living, and, and he just found the whole thing embarrassing. So you know, I mean, he was a fantastic motorcycle and racing car drivers. People who know anything about Stephen King will know. And he never took it seriously. And what I I, I loathe is this 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 whole acting kind of thing. Where they they, they they think that they're that it's life changing. They think that what they do, because some simpletons, some as we call them, sea line clappers, are out there thinking that, that, that you know and, and, and honouring them. I don't. I think that Oscars and all that self-serving old fucking industry around all these people is just it's just the most alien concept to me. Can you give us a couple more lines again, mate? He carved a. That's the next bit that got me as well. He carved a career by portraying outstanding, diverse characters. This talented, theatrically trained actor has an intriguing, dark, and captivating screen presence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring back the medieval kind of dunking system where you get these sort of poncy people, these kind of, hey, it's all about art, it's all about the art, it's all about portraying the actor, getting into the juxtaposition and the naive posture and the element of... It's like, you are just a total candy ass. <laughs> you really are. I'm going to start using that phrase more, candy ass. <laughs> because it's just taking something you pretend for a living while the rest of us are out there actually being men and going out there and having to fight the system try and make something of ourselves a living you are pretending you are doing something that kids do right? So stop pretending that you're doing something that's life changing and it's going to change the world like Tom, Tom Cruise is, is a perfect example of this and Jude Law where they are under this very very naive false impression that what they do matters it doesn't you are an hour and a half 
of us just basically taking ourselves away for a little bit of time and that's all you do. It doesn't stay with us. We don't care that you've played some suffering war vet. We don't care that you've played some samurai or whatever you've done. You are candy ass. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, here's another one. Actually, I, I, I did watch a film the other day. I was watching Fargo, which is an absolutely cracking film. Which, uh, that is good. Yeah, yes. very good. And I was on the uh, database for that as well because I was looking at the, the main bad guy in that, the one who's pretty silent all the way through, but he ends up killing everyone. And he's the one who's stuffing Steve Buscemi into the wood chipper at the end. Um, you know, I was like, where have I seen him oh, before? Yes. And I looked, and he was in Prison Break as well, where he plays a pretty nasty piece of work. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's got, he's carving out a niche for himself here, playing pretty badass characters. And then I looked a bit further down, and he also has a lead role in the Moomins movie, playing Snufkin. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffkin. He played Snuffkin in the Moomins movie. So shoving it through a wood grinder <laughs> as he shoves Papa Moomin into a wood chipper. <laughs> what a film that would make! Imagine if they did that and it just went totally left field, and he just came in and the whole face changed. He just went into that deadpan expression that he has in Fargo, and he's just out there, and there's just blue blood being sprayed all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. So. Uh, right, so that's that. Um, did you want to uh, move on to gaming quickly, finish off on some gaming? Yeah, yeah. Is that all right, yeah, or did mate. you have anything else yeah. you wanted to cover? We no, well, I, well, I just wanted to say about, well, I suppose, with Blue Blood, the links are sort of obviously Prince Harry being naked. Um, no one no one cares. There's, there's a revolution starting over in this country, and there's been a massive backlash against the tabloids of trying to publish these photos. People just saying, do you know what? He's a nice bloke. He's actually gone out and done a tour in Afghanistan, and he tried to do it quietly because you fuckers wouldn't allow him to go out without you having to tell everybody, making him a target and his men. But he went out there. And he fought. People generally like Harry. They 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 really do. Um, and I don't really like the royal family at all. And even I like him. So let me just say just very quickly that no one cares. Let the man. He's a young man. Let him go to Las Vegas. Let him strip naked. Let him find out who was his so-called friends. He took pictures of him, and uh, you know, he used to think who your mates are. Um, and let's 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 get on. You know, let's just get on with life. Yeah, no, I no t- I cares. totally agree. Someone was asking me about it the other day, and I said, "What? You know, the guy's rich, famous soldier. You know, he's got an entourage of girls who are following him around. What do you expect? You know, yeah, he's a prince. You know, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would. So I, you know, I would if I could." I would. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I'd, be okay, one, let's talk about... I'd be the one taking the pictures and selling them you to the tabloids. <laughs> you would. You'd be straight on the line to the sun, wouldn't you? Too he's right. doing it again. <laughs> he's doing it again. He's... He has yeah. a variety of different things that he's now going to... Yeah, it won't go there. It's a family show. So, okay, yeah, then, on your recommendation last week, I went straight away and I picked up Journey for the PlayStation 3. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was a very interesting game. Um, I no, I'm not sure I got my money's worth out of it. And it was, you know. Did you play it to the end? I played it to the end. Um, yeah. Actually, I had a bit of a weird experience because I I started playing it, then I left, and then I came back and I finished it, and I thought that wasn't very long, and it's not a very long game anyway. But I thought this game wasn't very long at all, and so I went back and played it again. 
and then the, suddenly I found this sort of hour chunk in the middle that I hadn't played and my son had gone up and he'd been playing it while I wasn't around so he'd been sort of working his way through it for me so but it was good very atmospheric game um, yeah, it's worthy of its praise uh, different it's just for me personally, I thought the soundtrack was outstanding. Yes, the bit where you slide along the the, the the golden sand around this sort of temple part, you can see in the background as you go around, and um, at the end, and, and this isn't a spoiler, but the end for me, if you've got a nice big widescreen TV and you've really sort of bought into the game, and also remember that other people are playing it at exactly the same time as you. So when you get a little bod that's coming along. You can you can't actually communicate too much to them, and I love that fact. You can kind of beep at them, but you can kind of show them how to get past certain levels. And you'll notice that some people that are playing it have really long tails. Now they're obviously have gone and done the game so many times they know all the different angles to increase their tail, as it were, so that they can do all sorts of weird kinds yep. of things. But I, I I have to say that, and I'm not a religious person, but it was the nearest to a religious experience. I, I loved it. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was just a very clever, simple but Yeah, it was the first uh, it was the first time I've ever fallen asleep while playing a video game. Because the <laughs> second time I played it, uh, there's one bit where you have to trudge up a hill and I was yeah. trudging up this hill and the music was so soothing, I was lying on my bed playing it, the music was so soothing I just drifted off. That was it, I was gone. It was uh yeah, very, very it's a very pretty, very atmospheric game. It's yeah, worth a look. It is. I mean, it's only a tenner on the, on the well. I don't know how much you you pay for fifteen dollars. Oh, is it? Oh, there we go. It's roughly rough the same price and and fantastic. Yeah, it's worth a look in. Yep. And uh, the other thing I've been playing, I picked up a co- copy of Halo uh, Anniversary. So this is the remastered version of Halo One, um, and that's brilliant. I'm enjoying that. It hasn't uh, the the work they've done on remastering it. The visuals is phenomenal. Really is. And uh, it just holds up as a great game, so I'm really enjoying that. I, I find with um, obviously when when the Xbox was released, and Halo was it's kind of like you know it was the game to get. Sometimes it was the consoles... it was the uh, killer app, wasn't it? Well, it, yeah, it was the reason to buy the console was for the game. Now that is incredible, isn't it? I'm buying a console because I want to play this game because obviously it wasn't on any other format, it, it, and it. And it did. It made me buy an Xbox. I thought it's, it is staggering. Good game. Yeah. Clever. Wonderful. To be honest, the fact that and, and they they sort of changed it in later versions, but the fact that you could fly around at those in the actual ships was just in the, in the what are they called the Reapers, the Vipers. Um, you put me on the spot now. I can't. Uh, Pelican. Well, Pelican. No, they bring you in on the Pelicans. <laughs> the Pelicans are the UNSC ships. Yeah, but what uh, are the 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 the, the, the the, uh, the you have the, the uh, yeah the wraiths, wraiths. Yeah, then you have ghosts, ghosts. But I'm not sure you can fly those in the first one. I haven't got. Can to you the, not? I haven't got to the end yet. Um, but you're in the. Uh, you can fly the ghosts. Sorry, they're in there. And then of course the warthog. Drive around in the warthog is great fun. Genius, and the tank, the scorpion tanks are great. So um, yeah, really good. I think that the word on the great one is, is they are actually making this fifth one is coming soon, isn't it? Uh, Halo Four is coming. Halo uh, Four is it? in. I think it might be December or October. I'm not sure. Maybe it's November. Uh, I actually uh, just on that note of Halo. In some games where you you have little cute cuddly little creatures, you feel very guilty. Like I, you, you know, you can sometimes shoot a bird, or you can you can 
um, see a little animal in a thing and you can sometimes blast it and you never do I, I, in some of the games that I've played that you could shoot birds and I, and I never had to like some some games like Resident Evil you can shoot some of the birds chickens you always shoot chickens you can shoot chickens I actually relish the fact of hitting those little grunts even though they're cute little things you just twat around the head didn't you you never wanted to shoot them you always wanted to smack them around the head with your gun <laughs> yeah well you can't have any sympathy because in numbers they'll take you down So. oh they will yeah but there was a certain wonderful <laughs> when you crack them around the head yeah it is good it is very good good so. call mate very good game right so we're approaching the hour mark cool are we going to wrap up I think so okay anything else you wanted to say quickly um, well, for, 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 for next, uh, for next week when we, we get together, I'm actually getting a holiday. I'm actually, am having a holiday. Um, but, um, I think what I'd probably like to touch upon is, is the royal family in, in some depth. Um, if we can. Okay. Just because it's coming to the point, I suppose, the Queen, um, was at the Paralympic Games, uh, opening ceremony. She's looking incredibly frail. Um. Obviously, people that follow the royal family. God, we can't help it. I mean, it's shoved down our throats. But Prince Philip is also looking very, very frail. Is Charles taking over? Is he setting in the background to try and take over? Well, he's next in line to the throne. I don't even know how much of an argument is in that. You know, he's... Well, let's not go there. Let's discuss that because we're at the hour mark. True. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. All right. Okay. So. And yourself? Uh, no, I'm done. Cool. Um, just anyone can send us an email. That would be great. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if possible we love that um, yeah and that's, that's me done thanks for listening guys ok so um, I will catch up with you soon thanks a lot thanks for listening Ooh. <laughs>